You're listening to Wander and Roam. Hey, Raindrop. Yes? Would you say you're confident in yourself? Well, I guess that's easy to say. I only know myself and what I can do. So if I don't have confidence, what do I have? Well, what does that mean to you? I guess you could say that I am confident in that I know what I want. And I have also been blessed with being around friends that if I don't have confidence in myself, I have confidence in them to help me out. Oh, well, that's real nice there, Raindrop. Thanks. Leaving the coast behind them, our friends make their way inland. A flat field stretches before them. Miles of tall crops just starting to bloom cover the land. A small farmhouse and a towering, solitary tree stand above the harvest. Welcome to Fairfield Farm. As our friends walk through the path of towering corn, they hear a loud, thunderous buzzing. Hey, Hamish. Yeah? Y'all keep a count of them bees? Yeah, I mean, I keep 100 bees. It does sound like someone has turned the volume up on my bees. Yeah. Coming up from the crop is a number of massive bees about the size of squeakers. Y'all, I think we better uh, take cover in this here corn. Do you know what those are? I mean, they're real big bees. I'll see if I can commune with them. I've got a rapport with their type. Hamish holds up a paw to the big bees. I mean you, no harm. The large bee bumps against Hamish's hand repeatedly, as if it's stumbling around. Now you all right, big fella? You need me to take care of you in some way? Now that's just the way of these large old farm bumbles. Oh, hello. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, my name is Hamish Hogg. It's nice to meet you. Pleasure. My name is uh, T. Well, hello, T. I'm a bee man myself. Uh, what's going on with these bees that makes them to grow so large? <laughs> well, these here are... Big bees. These are these are farm bees. Ain't no city bees here. Oh, well, that makes sense. I got myself a herd of 100 field bees. Field bees? I cannot imagine what 100 farm bees would do. I only got me a mere 20. Yeah, yeah, having five times that many bees, you wouldn't be able to hear a thing down here on this farm. Ain't that the truth? As it is, I'm fixing to build a new farmhouse a ways away from a... Uh, the main house there to keep all these bees safe during the coming storms. Y'all help me out with that, maybe? Well, I certainly am, my new friend, T. And uh, in exchange, I got a, I got some beds and some food. Do y'all, would y'all say that you seek shelter? Well, I mean, we do eat food. And we do seek shelter as Squeakers pokes his head out from the corn. Oh, yeah, that's Squeakers. Uh, he is small. I'm afraid of that large bee. Now, don't you worry, that bee ain't gonna hurt you. Yeah, they're harmless, don't fret. Squeakers walks over to the bee and puts his hand up towards it. As it bumps against your hand, your hand is covered in pollen. Ew, what is this? Well, that's part of the natural cycle of reproducing a flower (laughs) or a plant. (laughs) He touched the bee. (laughs) (laughs) I use these bees to pollinate the crops here. I'm sure you do, and Squeakers wipes his hand on the corn. Well, 
now you've just helped it along. Thank you for being part of nature, Squeakers. Yeah, I'm real part of the circle of life. Hey, what did you say about the bed and the food and whatnot? Well, in exchange for your help with building that new farmhouse, I'll give you all some bed and food and drink. Well, that sounds mighty enticing. I, I say we uh, follow this young man. I'm agreed. Let's do what we can to build that new farmhouse. Mm, them clouds, they look mighty menacing. The sound of low thunder rolls in the distance as our friends follow T and the large bee towards his current place, which is sort of a makeshift lean-to against a large sword that is dug into the ground. Whoa, what is that? Well, that's a remnant of the old wars. You're definitely too young to have seen them. You may be too young to have heard of them. I mean, there are... There are swords in the storybooks. And if you pull it out, you get to be king. No, uh, if you pull that one out, my house falls over. Oh, I, I guess I'll refrain then. I wouldn't want to, to ruin your house. Please. Going into the lean-to, T has a small cauldron with soup bubbling over an open flame. The group all sits around on small wooden stools around a table as T serves up the soup into wooden bowls and passes it around the table. So, T, how long have you been here? Well, uh, my family's owned this land for about as long as I can remember. And this lean-to is new, or...? No, this lean-to is quite old. Oh, didn't think to add anything to it at some point. It's rude of you to call it a lean-to. It's a bit of a farmhouse. (laughs) It's more of a lean-for. Well, my whole family grew up here. I just need you all to help me build a place to keep the bees. Oh, well, bees may help bees. Do you have any tools that my 100 bees may use? Sure, come out back. All right, all right, come with bees. T will lead them around to the back of the sword, where a small shed has been erected. And he opens the shed. Inside are a plethora of tools for farm work. Well, mighty thankful for that, T. Now, come on, bees, let's get to. And he blows his whistle. And a hundred bees pick up a hundred little hammers and shovels and saws. And they fly out, out of the shed, back out into the field. You know, I never had me any working bees. I just had them farm bees we used for, you know, pollinating the fields and for making honey. So it's good to see your bees are capable of using tools. Now these bees, they're might intelligent and they're full of surprises. Yeah, like one of them told me a joke one time. Funniest thing I ever did here. Now, what was the joke? Bzz, bzz, bzz. Bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good one, B. Yeah, that was a really good joke. Say, T, was that up there on the hill? And Hamish points one claw up to the top of a hill where a single post sticks up out of the ground. That used to be the old family scarecrow. But then one day, in the early days of monsoon, there was a thunderstorm, the like of which we ain't never seen. And when a bolt of lightning struck that post, that scarecrow, why, he came to life. He scared all of us. He scared the bumbles, he scared my family. He sure scared the crows. And he left. At least he was doing his job before he left. What sound did he make as he left? Was it a thumpity thump thump? 
No, uh, it was really more of a uh, clickety-clackety. Oh, so you used some old tap shoes to give the, some feet to the scarecrow? You see, I gotta make it look realistic. Um, them crows, they can tell if a scarecrow's not able to tap dance. You really gotta flesh a scarecrow out, give it a backstory, all sorts of things. You know, we met some crows back at a, the old seaport. We should have asked them if they took offense mm. to tap shoes. Tap. Scarecrows do not like jazz performers. Now, you say that uh, <laughs> you met some crows back at a port. What'd they look like? Well, they looked like crows. They all had eye patches. They oh. said They said R. The crows said R, you say, and had eye patches Mm-mm. and were crows? Mm-hmm. That was them. <gasps> the very same. That was them that would eat my corn. <gasps> well, they didn't seem very scared. <laughs> so anyway, about that barn. Yeah, about that barn. Your bees did a bang-up job. We see a newly erected barn where the bees have finished the barn. Well, I'll be danged. Them bees did that in record time. There's one bee left that's still painting one of the eaves, just slowly dragging a brush up and down. And Hamish says, hey, you can you can be done now. Bee, you don't, you don't have to. That's my slowest bee. He doesn't seem slow. He just seems like he really wants to get the job done right. It's a thorough job for mm-hmm. sure. Maybe I've been thinking about him wrong. He's, he's not my slowest bee after all. He's the most exacting bee. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The bees have taken up the job of doing all kinds of renovations on this house. One of them is painting a fence white. He seems to be having a real good time. Two other bees flutter over and take over the work for him because he's having such a good time and then the other bee flutters off all happy like. Oh. <laughs> bee Sawyer. <laughs> I should have told them, do not trust him. Th- that bee tried to attend his own funeral last night. Is that your most mischievous bee? I don't know if he's the most mischievous, but he is what you might call a down-home trickster. <laughs> he's very nice. We hang out often. <laughs> Squeakers turns to T and says, You know, with the storm rolling in, I know that we are probably going to need to spend the night here. Do you have anything like, I don't know, games or something we can do just so it's not boring around here? Why, absolutely. We got all kinds of games. We got this cup and ball. What you do, see, is you hold the cup in one hand and you let the ball kind of dangle out of it, and then you try to whip the ball up and catch it in the cup. Now, I was referring to good games. I don't know if maybe there was a miscommunication there. You know, have you ever played Squirrel Aces? Oh, that's trouble. Hey, Raindrop, come mm. on over here. You ever played Stick and Hoop? Stick and Hoop? No, I can't say I have. Well, you take a stick. Got it. And a hoop. Got and it. You hit the hoop with the stick. <laughs> Raindrop will rear back and smack the hoop, and the hoop rolls into the cornfield. Oh, boy. Like that? At, yeah, look at that. That's a beautiful thing. I'm going to need my hoop back. Oh, oh, yes, of course. And she will walk to the edge of the cornfield. Clickety-clackety, clickety-clackety, clickety-clackety. And stop. Um, if anyone wants to come with me. Yeah, you know what? There's nothing going on right here. Uh, I'll, I'll come with you, Raindrop. <sighs> oh, come Sweet. on now, Raindrop. You're not afraid of that old fairy tale of the scarecrow. But what if he's still around? Well, the children do say that. Oh, I'm sorry, what? Nothing. <laughs> Why, the children do say that. <laughs> I'm sorry, come again? <laughs> the children... They do say that. And from the corn come three small children. 
Yep, that's right, we do say that. Yeah, I've said it a lot, actually. I say I've seen that scarecrow around here bunches. Yeah, he's pretty weird. Well, that's just fairy tales, I say. Tush, tush. Clickety-clackety, clickety-clackety. Tush, tush, wait, which one am I supposed to do? Clickety-clackety. Oh, clickety-clackety. Oh, nonsense. These children are all full of beans. A strong breeze blows through, and there is a set of wind chimes on the house that shake, and they go clickety-clackety, clickety-clackety. Oh. Oh, Logical explanation for many things. The children scream and run into the corn. Now, those children seem like they're a touch jumpy. We found a perfectly reasonable explanation for the clickety-clackety. Yes. I would posit that perhaps there are a lot of rational explanations Mm. for things. Now, why don't we see about getting that hoop back, huh? Yep, into that tall cord field we go. Squeakers and raindrop very tacitly take one step and then another step. Clickety-clackety. And then another step. Clickety. And then another step. <laughs> Clackety. Um, hey, Squeakers. Yeah? You wouldn't happen to be wearing um, tap shoes now, would you? No, I, I, I'm wearing the boots that I always wear. Okay, just making sure that that wind chime is so loud. Are you perhaps shaking in your boots? <laughs> it's Aldern. <laughs> oh, Aldern, you done scared us. I guess my wings are a little too quiet sometimes. I suppose it's nice that you join us looking for this here hoop. Yeah, three, um, three sets of eyes are better than two. Yeah. Wait, I'm here too. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to stay here at the farm and let you four spend some time together, and I'm going to go ahead and cook us up some nice cider. How does that sound? Oh, now that Ooh. does sound lovely. I guess the four of us will just go into the tall corn stalks mm-hmm. and see if we can find that there hoop. Now, don't you get lost out there. There's not a lot of places we can go. I mean, there's a lot of landmarks, like there's some corn over there. Oh, there's, and... some, there's some corn over there, too. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of places we can go. All right, come on, gang. And there's this scarecrow. Ah! <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That was not here a second ago. <laughs> As uh, the group turns and looks forward, they see the face of the scarecrow leaning out between the stalks of corn before it whooshes back and vanishes. Hi! I don't particularly care for that. I don't know if that was the same scarecrow. The story says the other one moved with a clickety-clackety, and that one sort of whooshed. Perhaps it took off its tap shoes. (gasps) If it took off the tap shoes... We couldn't hear it coming. Does that mean it's a, a sneak crow? <laughs> a well, double I mean, scarecrow? A no, more I, scary scarecrow? <laughs> I think a more scary scarecrow in this particular case. <laughs> Although I do like the idea of a sneak crow. <laughs> For when you need uh, to get around a very vigilant crow. Yeah, a sneak crow. Now, I don't know that I believe in a lot of this supernatural gobbledygook, but I did see with my own two eyes, I beheld uh, something with eyeballs coming out of a jack-o'-lantern. And that's something that I do not abide by. So, uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to turn around and go back to the house. And Squeakers turns around and walks into the cornfield the opposite direction and then comes back from the other direction back to the group. Oh, Squeakers, see, you've made one of the classic mistakes here. You walked around the edge of the earth. 
Wow. I, I didn't realize I had it in me. Yeah, no, you just you just turn around and walk backwards. Raindrop will turn around and take two steps backwards and just see more cornfield. Huh. Oh. Huh. Well, that seems to be a bit of a concerning pattern. Uh, I guess uh, maybe we should go uh, that way. And Squeakers points towards yet another set of uh, corn stalks. Ah, those look like familiar corn stalks. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do agree. I do agree. Whoosh. Oh, that was a spooky noise. Yeah, you know, I think that maybe we should just get to a new hoop. Yeah, I think we could build one at this point. Yeah, th- those bees do seem pretty handy. I'm pretty sure they could fashion a hoop. What do you think, Hamish? Well, I think if we could make our way out of this corn, uh, making a new hoop would be no problem. But it does seem like that may be a bit more complicated than I thought. Let's come up with a plan. Mm-hmm. Maybe we might be able to get a better view from the tree. Now, Aldern, I would remind you that I am a ground dweller, and I cannot see above these corn stalks. Oh, I mean that tree, Aldern points, and there is one towering tree pointing up above the corn stalks. I could have sworn that that was not in the sky a second ago. I could have sworn it wasn't the description of the episode. <laughs> As they quibble, uh, a few stalks of corn rustle, and a new sound comes from them. It says, squickety-squack. Is this a friendly squickety-squack? Now, I, I don't know. Our knowledge of the lore of this area did not account for a whoosh nor a squickety-squack. I think we should head away from the squickety-squack, maybe towards the tree, in a quick fashion. Yeah, let's go quickety-quack to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and the group makes their way hastily towards the base of the tree. Squickety squack. Okay, but now it's like matching our footsteps, so if we stop, it also stops, and if we move, it also moves. What are the rules? I don't understand what's going on. Squick, 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 clickety clack, clickety clack, swoosh. I'm feeling in danger. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think everybody, we should group together tightly and not let either one of us out of each other's sights. Or we could blindly run. Yeah, it sounded like that scarecrow had lost his shoes and then found his shoes again. Oh, you know, uh, I can relate to that. I do that all the time. <laughs> I'm going to make a run for it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> they all run towards the base of the tree. Now don't wander off. Wander in Rome will be right back. What do we want the people to know, Danny? You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic. And we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast Bisexually Lit? Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. Yeah. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new ep- episode every other Monday. 
bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The area at the bottom of the tree is clear of corn. So when they clear the corn stalks, they can see clearly in every direction until reaching the corn. Okay, so I think we might be able to set up a perimeter and we can set up a base camp here and then live here for the rest of our lives until we die so we do not have to see that scarecrow. Now, fellas, uh, I don't want to rain on any parades, um, but this may give us a little bit of pause. And Hamish points to the trunk of the tree and the bark is all full of whirls and gnarls and it makes out the vague form of a scarecrow. Oh my, we're at the Scarecrow's house. <laughs> Do you paint your house with your face? <laughs> That's a very good point. I don't know where we are then. I guess we're just in its domain? Is that a thing? Hmm. Raindrop will inch forward towards the tree and gently lay her hand on the trunk and say, Are you alive? From high in the trees, a breeze picks up, and the branches go clickety-clackety-clickety-clackety-clickety-clackety. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, you know what? We let we let our emotions get the best we of us. did. There was a rational explanation for this entire thing. The branches are wearing tap shoes. <laughs> the tree opens its eyes, and it says, yes. There is a rational explanation for all of it. (laughs) A murder of crows flies from the branches. They all scream, Oh, no, no, I don't like it. (laughs) Still got it. (laughs) Well, I haven't seen animal folk in a very long time. I haven't seen a talking tree ever. That's a really good point. Hey, tree, can you move? Am I in your way? No, 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 I'm just saying, like, physically. Do you ha- possess the ability to move? Oh, of course, watch this. Clickety-clackety, clickety-clackety, clickety-clackety. Oh, my, that's might impressive. Now, tree, if some part of you was used to construct something, like, say, maybe a scarecrow, would you retain control of that part of you? No, I wouldn't say I retained control, but it might just take control itself. Oh, so it's like your your son or something? Sometimes, when part of a plant is separated from the main plant, that part can grow on its own. Oh, okay, okay. So do you know if your son's a murderer? <laughs> <laughs> no, there are no murderers here, except for the crows. <laughs> oh yeah, because it's a murder of crows. 
Yeah, he was making a little joke there trying to scare us. Well, he's doing a pretty bang-up job doing that. If this scarecrow ain't gonna kill us or do something nasty, maybe we can just walk through the cornfield back to T's house? Oh, 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 oh. Um, while you're here and we're here, you wouldn't have happened to have seen a little a little wooden hoop pass by, would you? Do you mean this <laughs> The branches reach up into the tree and lower down a completely different hoop. My, 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 i never seen a hoop made of pure gold before. Ooh, it's not that one specifically, but... Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I'm fair hurt. enough. <laughs> and the branches bring the hoop back up and lower down another completely different hoop. This one made of silver. A part of me wants to say that is the same yeah, I mean, hoop. I'm real tempted, but I, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't like, silver either. Unfortunately, like maybe we should have taken the gold we one. But like this is, but no, sir. No, ours was a wooden hoop. Clickety clackety, clickety clacky, ah. and the hoop ascends back up the branches, and a third hoop is lowered down. A familiar wooden hoop. Yes, that is the one, guys. Yeah, what did I say? I'm pretty strong. that is the one. The one. Hamish kicks the dirt. Now, uh, if this was a story, you would be rewarded for your honesty. But I will retain possession of the hoops. Oh. Oh. All three of them or just the two? Just the two. You can have your wooden hoop. Well, thank you. You are very kind to give this back. Thanks, I guess. Yeah. Hey, Tree, before we go, I I got a question for you. Is there any way that I could get, like, a really cool stick? Why, sure. Scurry on up. Squeakers scurries on up the tree and then finds a really cool stick and, <laughs> <laughs> and climbs back down and starts swishing it like a sword. <laughs> Thanks, tree. This is pretty cool. You're welcome. Now I want a stick. <laughs> By the way, Mr. Tree, we're lost something real fierce. Could you maybe swivel your eyes around and find us the way back to a brand new farmhouse that we built? Why, I believe you're looking for that one. And all of the branches and the leaves blow in the wind towards the farmhouse now visible to the south. Wow. Thank you, Mr. Tree. You're so kind and helpful. I don't know why we were frightened in the first place. Neither do I. Yeah, your smile's real unsettling, but I really appreciate your candor. Well, gang, I suppose we should wander on back to the house. I'll take real good care of your son. All right, let's go. And he starts hitting the stalks of corn with the stick as he wanders through. Clickety, clackety, clickety, clackety. Well, I'm glad we had nothing to worry about all this time. Yeah, but you're going to have to worry about me now. I got a cool stick. Now, Squeakers, don't you hit anyone with that stick. Oh, I won't hit just anyone. (laughs) As our friends walk back through the corn on their way to the farmhouse, an eerie figure hops along behind them. A scarecrow with one tap shoe, hopping along like a squickety-tappity-tippity-squackety. Next week on Wander and Roam. Several days have passed since leaving the farmhouse, and the group has descended into a dry desert. 
The landmarks are becoming more and more familiar to Squeakers as he realizes that the group has inadvertently traveled to the desert oasis of Stuperville. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com.